This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 333, Road Trip to Sea Underwater. Is that what we're doing here? That's what we're doing here. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. All right, the van is already running, and I'm here. It's me, Ben. Ben Avery, here with Evan. Evan David. Hello. And Hudson, Hudson Farrell. That's correct. Returning to the uh, rear passenger side seat for another road trip. Direct from Hollywood, California. Uh, And we're going to go see... Underwater, <laughs> which might be a good thing. We'll find out after. But for this part right now, as I put the car in gear, hand the microphone off to Evan. This is the trip to the theater. That's how the road trip works. And then we'll talk about the movie after the movie. But right now, um, for the trip to the theater, I, I think we're going to go more general <laughs> with conversation. Mostly because we don't know what this movie's about. I saw one trailer. I said, oh, that looks interesting. Let's go see that. Specifically, you said, you, you leaned over to me and said, I, I'd see that. And I thought, okay, uh, this looks like a movie I would like because it's underwater. So that means that there's potential for, you know, underwater shenanigans and creatures. I think there's creatures in this. Yes, at least one creature, which piqued my interest. Ben, I have to interrupt you because... Uh, when I got into the car, I noticed you had a beverage there in your cup holder, and I got really excited. Uh, but then I noticed it was the Coca-Cola Orange Vanilla. Uh, Coke Zero. Coke Zero Orange Vanilla. And I thought it was going to be the brand new Coke Cinnamon, which I really want to try. <laughs> well, first of all, that can is actually, like, from two weeks ago. <laughs> so Nice. Wouldn't want to try it anyway. Um I mean, the little drippy drop at the very bottom of that can is two weeks ago and is probably 90% my saliva. And also probably solid at this point. Well, no, there's no real sugar in there. Oh, so, all right, right. Yeah, so that wouldn't... No, no caramelization. Okay, anyway, back to the thing. So, yeah, you leaned over and said, I'd see that. I thought, okay, so it looks like something I would like. So... Let's... And, and Hudson, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I have seen the trailer. Okay. So, yeah, I am a huge fan. Like, so, with with my friendship with Ben, 
I've had to defer a lot of things to him because he's older and he was here first. But we actually like a lot of the same stuff. Like before I met you, I used to say Godspeed all the time. And then I had to cut it off because that's your thing. And you yeah, were here. It, was, it would look like you were uh, just copying me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I really like Atlantis and underwater stuff as well. But that's Ben's thing. And he was here first. I wouldn't call it my thing. Man from Atlantis, Ben. Aquaman, Ben. Have you watched Man from Atlantis? No. <laughs> I, I should loan that to you so you can see it. I don't think I'm ever going to watch that. I might watch one episode. <laughs> At least watch the uh, the TV movie that started it. You know, that actually is a uh, series I would like us to do called Pilot Season, oh. where we just watch the pilot episode of a sci-fi show. I like that. That's just, a cool thing. Just the pilot episode, and we'd each bring some to the table, and uh, and then... Watch it and decide what do we like about this as it exists. Decide if we would green light the thing ourselves. And then we would talk about where, where the series went. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. But Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so anyway, this, this reminds me of uh, the, the trailer was giving me vibes from Deepwater Horizon with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Did you ever see that? No, I have not. That's a true story about the the oil, the BP oil tanker or oil uh, rig. I'm a, I, yeah, I recognize what you're talking about now, but I no, I didn't see it. It was giving me a vibe of Deep Blue Sea with Samuel Jackson, <laughs> uh, which I have not seen Deep Blue Sea two yet, but it is out there. And uh, I guess a green they greenlit uh, Deep Blue Sea three, but oh, nice. it was also giving me some Meg vibes with just like the the underwater station it's like the meg combined with Deepwater horizon because the actual rig they're on looks a lot more like a real thing unlike the meg where it was very futuristic all i know is about the rig is, is there's going to be some water busting through so yes and it was also giving me vibes from the cloverfield paradox where the water just comes out of nowhere in a dimensional rift and starts drowning people. <laughs> that movie selectively was amnesia'd out of my brain. So I really don't remember much about that movie other than how it wasn't bonkers bananas dumb in a good way. It was bonkers bananas dumb in a bad way. Yes. Uh, so, but I really liked it. Anyway, uh, it also reminded me of the Submariner miniseries from Marvel called The Depths. That, by the way, is a fantastic miniseries. Self-contained, beautiful artwork, and if you get that graphic novel from your library or you can read it on Marvel Unlimited, is that what it is, Marvel Unlimited? Yeah. Um, do it. It's it's good. It's good. Very tense. Very claustrophobic. And yes, I, I do think that this is what we're getting into, is a tense, claustrophobic... No. Let me strike that. I think that's what they want it to be, whether it is that or not. I think the intention is we're getting into a tense, claustrophobic, underwater, something bad's going to happen. I mean, we're, it's Leviathan. It's, uh, oh, deep, deep something six. That, that was one of those where two uh, underwater horror movies came out at the same time, one of those same year kind of thing, uh, along with The Abyss. I think we're looking at something that's trying to go in, in those directions. So... Yeah, I, I think uh, really that, that kind of brings the conversation around to uh, either let's talk general stuff like 
Leviathan, which is not a great movie, or Abyss, which is uh, a decent movie anyway? Or do we take this conversation around to um, what do we expect out of this movie for it to be good and then bring the conversation back around to the general stuff? Because I don't think we have a full car ride of material <laughs> to talk about this movie. Well, I, you know, we saw a creature in there, so that's neat. And I'm hoping we get... You know, some good tense parts with that. I like monster movies, you know, where it's not... Because we've talked about horror movies and thriller movies before. And I'm not... A, I don't watch the supernatural stuff, but give me a good mutant creature. I'm in, man. What about you? Word. Keyword, good. Like that's Yes. Yes. It has to be good. Now, for me, you can give me a bad one, too. I, I will take a bad one um, as long as... Uh, it's it's laughable enough for me to enjoy myself, but if they're taking it too serious, and it's just not it's not bad enough to be laughable, but not good enough to be good, then that's where I'm worried about with this one. Is this? I, I, I'm afraid this is just going to be mediocre. That's my fear. Uh, Hudson, what do you think? What movies are would you be into this movie? Do you think? Or are you just going to go see it because out of pity or? <laughs> Um, well, you, you, yeah. <laughs> he's had time. I uh, I said yes without knowing what the movie was. Nice. <laughs> Not even the title. Um, it it rung a bell, but I couldn't remember. I I've been travel logged for the past three weeks, so it was kind of a yeah. I'll go, and then I looked it up, and I was like, what am I getting myself into? Uh, I jump. At every little thing in movies, and so um, if I yell, um, just just go ahead and laugh and cry with me, and it, it's going to be a good time. I like these movies, and I hate them all in the same deep passion. I'd say the water is what specifically interests me. I'm wondering how many types of like out in the sea types of shots are we going to see, and like what is the cinematography going to look like for that. Um, as scuba cine stuff has been of interest to me of late. Hey, uh, have you seen The Meg? I watched some of it and had to stop because the sharks were... Yeah, I just... I could... I had seen a shark the day before and started freaking out. You saw... Did you see the beginning of it then? Yes. All of the, the, the Meg, what elevated that one for me beyond just being cheesy, which it got plenty of cheese... Uh, intentional cheese, but what got, what elevated it for me was that opening first act where it just felt like this was a, this could have been, if it wasn't the Meg, could have been a movie about deep sea, deep sea exploration, sci-fi style, you know? So not super realistic, like the James Cameron aliens of the deep or whatever, but, um, but sci-fi where you're, you're getting into these funky places that's totally made up. Uh, and it really just was fun for me at the, when they opened up that way where here it's the, it's the awe of exploration and the, the wonder of the sea and, and that elevated it for me. Do you think this will be anything like Aquaman where we go deep enough that we'll just hit Scar Terrace? No. <laughs> um, all right. So I only know one actor in this. It's Kristen Stewart. Good old case Stu, who I, I don't even know if I've seen her in anything. I'm sure I've. I saw the first Twilight movie. Whatever. Uh, I, I liked. I liked her in. Uh, cause, I, can't tell if the, I can't tell if that whatever was a 
about the movie or are you deflecting people's scorn? Like, yes, I saw it. Fine, whatever. It's both of those things. It's also a deflection of I don't count anybody who was acting in that as actually acting <laughs> because it's just, ugh. You know what it is. That's actually some good actors who are, like, playing the game. Yes, yes. We have to do a movie like this in order for people to uh, accept us into Hollywood. Yes, and, I mean, that's our new Batman was in that movie. Right, right. And I, I have not seen him in anything but I've heard really good things about the movies he's done since then that he is just doing a, a smashing job as a really uh, genuine actor. Yeah, and I, I like Kristen Stewart in Zathura. And I'm sh- I think I've seen her in one other thing where she was very good. Um, so I, I'm, I have this uh, image of her in my mind of, as a really good actress. So hopefully she'll deliver here performance-wise. If... if- Oh, okay. I was, I was gonna say it feels like I've seen her in something recently. I've seen her in the trailer for Charlie's Angels. Oh, that's what I've seen her in recently. So, uh, but I, I'm excited. The the possibilities for this movie there there's if they're going in an aliens direction. Um, I like the vibe of aliens. I really wish movies that were trying to have the vibe of Alien or Aliens weren't also trying to just exactly copy Alien. I've never seen Alien. I don't want to and. The reason being is the gore and the type of gore it has. So hopefully, I'm hoping that they don't have that sort of stuff. I believe this is a PG-13 horror. Okay, that's correct. I think you guys are in, there's safety in that, where you know the scares might be a jump scare, but the gore probably won't be there. Okay, sweet. And uh, one other thing it reminded me of, I thought of while we were driving, have you guys played uh, the Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars game? No. RPG? Well, there's a part in there where you go to this water planet, and you're on this sea station. Woo! We almost hit a guy. No, we did not. We have plenty of space. We did not almost hit a guy, but the guy was not walking safely. He was not walking safely. In a video game, we would have almost hit him. Um, (laughs) So We did not almost hit this person. Anyway, so you're on this water station, and you go down, and there's, like, sub-levels under the sea of this water station, and you have to go out in this scuba suit, and you, there's a bunch of creatures in the deep darkness. So, yeah, this is... this will I've done this before, Ben. I've done this before in Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. I've done this before in Sonic the Hedgehog, where... <laughs> The one, the one level where you have to go underwater and hold your. Breath. That is the worst. Have you guys played that recently? That is the most stressful thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I just got Sonic Mania, that new Sonic game. Have you heard of that? Where it's a brand new Sonic game, but they've built it and like it is for the Sega Genesis, but it's it's. Uh, they added a whole bunch of new stuff. It's fantastic. It's the best money I've spent in a long time. I'm, I'm going to end up going to the Sonic movie. So, I'm, yeah, well, I'm going. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> As you can see, or here, we've run out of things to talk about. We're not here. Uh, what? No, I said, as you can see or hear. As you can see, we are here. I thought you were trying to like fake it out that we we're going to stop recording right now. No, because they can't see us because we're in the radio. In the yes. Okay, so yeah. Um, anything else you want to say, Ben? 
We haven't had this good of a road trip since Suicide Squad, man. Man. <laughs> what was the road trip that we took where we went to go see The Killing Joke? And we decided not to. Was that a road trip episode, though? Yes, yes. We went to the see the killing. Well, I think it was. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> we went to the theater, walked in. Did we buy tickets? I think we. Yes, we bought tickets. And- we bought them on Fandango or something. And so we just returned the tickets and walked out of the theater and, uh, and then went and saw Ghostbusters. Drove across town to go see Ghostbusters. <laughs> that was a road trip. Uh,. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about this is this could be one of those just little sci-fi movies. It's February. You know, this is actually the time. This is January, Ben. Well, y- y- you're right, but <laughs> it's... <laughs> ben is tired. <laughs> close, to, close to February um, by three weeks. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's not the big movie season. And so, like, remember with uh, Annihilation... And our, I think Arrival was also one of these movies. Yes. I hope it's not like Arrival. It was, it was winter after the new year. And, oh, what else? There's a few other ones that have been like that where it's winter after the new year. It is not tied to any kind of big license. Um, Annihilation and Arrival were both based on books. Well, Arrival is based on a short story. But um, So this could be just one of those, hey, we're just seeing this sci-fi movie that's uh, – hopefully you know worth talking about on the way home otherwise we're gonna have more questions like this where it's just you know we're, we're biding our time as we were driving remember that one road trip where we went to go see inhumans in the imax and we wanted to get there a half hour early but we forgot to account for the time change so we got there an hour and a half early i i do remember that one that was because <laughs> I, I think it was when we pulled up to the the ticket booth out, off the toll road yes and saw some clock somewhere, looked at our phones or something, and realized, oh, that was, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> and we, we didn't record that on Strangers and Aliens, but it's over on Welcome to Level 7. So go search in Humans IMAX. That's a funny episode. And then there was the, the one where we turned the corner and there were just uh, 100 diapers. <laughs> yes, yes, just diapers littered everywhere. That was, yeah, I feel like we're in a clip show now. <laughs> Like, well, we're just going to flash back to episodes that you remember. And Remember that one time we were driving right here, and we had just seen King Kong, and we turned the corner, and there was King Kong? I do remember that. We took a picture for that one. Yes. We did a selfie and posted that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're very close to the theater now. See, <laughs> We are not stopping recording before we get there, people. Okay, but we have to continue topically. We have to, this has to, the conversation has to go sci-fi. So, Hudson, uh, what's your favorite sci-fi Horror movie. Uh, and you can take that to be sci-fi and horror, or sci-fi slash horror, like where you're, where you're choosing one or the other. I uh, both and was Aliens. I saw that, and that was creepy as heck. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only Alien movie I've seen is Alien versus Predator, and I liked that. Which you probably saw the PG thirteen cut. Yes, yes, I did. I watched the first five minutes of Alien vs. Predator Requiem and decided I'm never watching that ever, 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 ever. The first five minutes of that movie, they definitely set you up for what you're getting into with that movie. It, yeah. Actually, I saw that movie here. I did a double feature on my own. I came and went and saw I Am Legend and then walked out of the theater, turned back around, walked back in uh, to watch um, 
uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yeah, not a zombie fan. But all right, we're here for real. Van is in park. I just took off my seatbelt, and now I'm going to turn off the recording. And hopefully, we're going to come back and have a movie we can recommend you guys to see. And if not, hopefully, it's bad enough that we have stuff to talk about. Uh, if it's mediocre, that's my biggest fear: mediocre movies. If if not, we can at least talk about all the times that Hudson jumped and I was talking to the television. That'll be a good five minutes. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, we might break our we might break our rule and actually stop recording early and see. So, all right, heading in, and we'll uh, be back in your ear pod soon. All right, so we just walked out of the theater and um, sitting in the car, and we're not gonna. Here's how we're gonna do this: we're not staying in the parking lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna. We're just going to go. Yeah, well, I think we'll still start with non-spoiler okay, stuff. There's just not going to be enough conversation to fill. Uh, they're, they're, I'm not going to predict that. I'm just going to predict that um, we, yeah, we don't want to do anything to extend the conversation longer <laughs> than it needs to. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, let's get started. I'm going to put the car in gear. Hand off the microphone. Okay. We saw it. We've seen it, and this is a non-spoiler review, so I'm going to give it three and a half stars, probably. Wow. Yeah, three three and a half stars. Yeah, more more than I anticipated. I mean, in between three and three and a half. That's where I would put it. So, Ben? Give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. You're giving it the 3.5. That's good. That's good. Uh, I would go with about three. Um, You know, if you're... If you're rating this on a scale of one to five on how good of an alien ripoff this is, I'm gonna give it maybe a four. But uh, but if you're looking at it as just a you know regular movie, then I'm gonna go with a three. Um, there's there's good good stuff about it. There's some really good production values, um, but there's also a lot of confusion. There's a lot of moments where I just wasn't sure exactly what was even happening. Yes, and and it wasn't the good kind of confusion. Like going back again to Alien. There's a lot of moments in that in that movie where you're just like, what's happening? And it's because the character's like, what's happening? And then you slowly start to figure out what's happening. And this one is just kind of, what's happening? I can't see yeah. anything. I mean, it's it's all in a dark fog. <laughs> they're, they're in the right. bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and that's actually a really good reason to have the dark fog. Yeah. But Yeah. So, all right, Hudson. Uh, uh, two. Why? <laughs> it, I, uh, it just I I wasn't a huge fan of how much how closely it followed Alien, but then also just that not spoiling it, but the second half of the movie just kind of fell apart for me. And I can't say more without saying why. Uh, you get your chance to say why soon. Um <laughs> I I will say this, uh I jumped a few times. You guys were jumping. Quite a bit. I jumped two or three times. Hudson jumped every single time. <laughs> I got my calf workout for the week. <laughs> yes. I, I, was, I mean, there was you in between us. My eyes are on the movie, watching the screen, and we're in this dark theater, and I could still 
see him jumping. And it just was, I was like, okay, well, it's doing its job with that. I patted myself on the back every time I didn't jump, but Hudson did jump. And I thought to myself, I'm brave. I'm a brave man. <laughs> That's not saying too much. <laughs> so, yes. So anyway, shall we go into spoilers? Uh, no. First, uh, who, who would you recommend this movie to? Not Hudson. <laughs> Hudson, who would you recommend it to? Uh, I recommend it to my friend Mitch Harrington, who really likes um, the jump scare type of horror films that are a little more than just a jump scare. Hey, I, you know, it was that that little, I mean, I don't know the budget on this movie, but that small little kind of sci-fi movie just kind of pops up, like I said, in, in February, which we're not in right now, but... Um, <laughs> But it pops up in you know winter after Christmas season where it's we're gonna drop a movie like this, and and honestly, it's it's decent. I I think that if you like uh, your sci-fi movies with a little bit of uh, tension and with a little bit of thoughtfulness, I mean, there's, there's just a wee bit. You know, it it tries to be profound. Uh, it it tries to be alien. It tries to be profound, and it tries to tries to be a little Godzilla. Tries to be scary. It tried. I'm gonna. There's a couple things I could bring up right now that I don't want to because I don't want to spoil. But um, I was reminded of yeah, a Deep Star Six and Leviathan and the Abyss. It's all about you know what's instead of what's in space that's unknown. It's it's what's underwater that's unknown and and should we even be there? So we've drilled too far and now the Earth is punishing us. Okay, Godzilla people. So, uh, so that said, I mean, if you really want to see this movie, see it pure. You know, try not to see any uh, spoilers. Um, but it's really not one that I'm going to recommend you. You must go out and see this. You must go out and and honestly, yeah, we're gonna start spoiling. We're not going to play the spoiler organ, uh, but here is the time for you to stop listening if you plan to see this movie. If you aren't sure. Our conversation after this will 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 make the decision for you, maybe because maybe you need to hear the spoilers in order to see if you really want to see what this thing is. So, yeah. But as it is, it's an underwater alien ripoff that is um, not a bad one. And I, I've seen some bad ones. I've seen a couple good ones, uh, and, and this is this is one that falls right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Not as mediocre as I was afraid of. I would have liked this a lot better if it had secretly been a prequel to Aquaman or if it would have secretly been a prequel to Cloverfield because it... No, 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 because the creature from Cloverfield comes from space. No, it comes from the bottom of the ocean. It fell from space. You are incorrect, sir. Didn't it fall from space? No, they were drilling and they woke it up from the bottom of the ocean, just like in this movie. I thought it fell from space. It did not. If you go back and look at the, uh, whatever, the viral marketing websites and stuff, they oh, explain the origin. I'm talking, uh, I'm talking about just what you see on the screen as canon. So, well, uh, I'm right. But this movie starts with the viral marketing stuff. Like, this movie, the, the opening credits, the way the underwater appears on the screen, clearly they want you to think about Alien. And really, you really don't want to reference a better movie 
<laughs> when you're making your movie, you don't want to make people say, hey, you remember that movie that was so good? That's Sigourney Weaver. We have K-Stew, and we have, it's, it's going to be the same thing. And then you're watching, you're like, she's no Sigourney. This movie is no alien. Um, it does try and drop you right in the middle of things, but be, well, before it drops you right in the middle of things, it throws a lot of words on the screen to make you think this movie's going to be scary. Things like <laughs> unknown depths, you know? And anomalies. Literally words on the screen <laughs> to make you think, oh, there's anomalies? This is going to be scary. Well, and it starts so fast. Like, there's no... There's no exposition. There's no buildup. She's in the bathroom brushing her teeth, touching a spider, and then boom. Yeah, that's the thing. What's interesting, I thought they were going to do something with that spider um, thematically, and they did. She is to the spider like the main creature at the end is to her. And, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, they, again, they're, they're doing something. They're, they're, they're putting some thought into this. There's some thoughtfulness to it. But... Uh, yeah, comparing it to Alien, the same kind of thing happens where you just all of a sudden you're in this place, you see the characters, but you actually see them together before things start to go really bad. And this one, things just start to go really bad and you don't get any sense of who these people are before things start to go bad. And so you don't know why do I care about her? Why She's got this necklace thing that's supposed to be important to her, but why is it important to her? Well, we'll find out later she had a fiancé and he died and and all that stuff, but there's there's no sense of who these characters are, what they care about, what they're scared of. They're it's almost as if they say, "Okay, you saw Alien, so you know she's the Sigourney type." T.J. Miller is the you know the um, oh not Hicks, I, I can't remember, but the um, you know the the scared guy who's like we're toast, you know that kind of thing, and you know you've just got all these tropes and it's as if they're saying, you know what, you know the tropes. And so we don't have to tell you too much about them. Yeah. And th- there was more, uh, actors that I knew than I thought calling wings in this from iron fist and, uh, the, the thief from Ocean's 11 or oceans 12, the French guy, he's in this, he's the captain. And, uh, yeah, TJ Miller. <laughs> they, they really didn't want anyone to know it was in this movie. <laughs> Because he he he's out of Hollywood. He was canceled. Um, yeah, but he canceled him. But he's a good actor. He is. He is. But apparently, he's also just a horrible, horrible person. And I didn't know that. Yeah, no. He got called out in, with Me Too stuff, and he got fired from some jobs. And I'm assuming that this movie was made before that because this is a 20th Century Fox movie that's being released. How long after Disney bought Fox? A year at least, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. This has been done for a while, I'm assuming, or was almost done when when the the merger happened and they were, well, we got to finish this one, you know, just like New Mutants kind of thing. But yeah, T.J. Miller, um, funny, and he was funny in this, and but I was surprised to see him just because you just aren't going to see him for a long time. So when that alien looking thing came out of the guy's body i was just i you said it you said this is so stupid this is just alien it just is and and i i started checking out but then it it wasn't okay so 
yes and no. It really, it was. Like, they, they, they kind of follow the beats where you have the creatures are picking them off one by one. You go from the small creature to the larger creature to, in this case, with aliens, you get the queen kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that they didn't do a, a ripoff on the alien creature itself. That's more what I was talking no, about. No, 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 you're right about that, yeah. Instead, it's the trench. Yeah, it's the trench. It, it does look like Clover from Cloverfield. They, they look like that. The trench are more spiky. But it would have been great if they just were the trench and this was the secret horror movie sequel to Aquaman that they were talking about doing. Yeah, but, of course, I don't know, who knows what's happening with DC right now, you know. Uh, but this is, uh, it's the trench, it's Alien, it's, um, it's H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, that creature at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's totally Cthulhu, but but even, it just is him. But it's deeper than that because there is a H.P. Lovecraft story. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's an H.P. Lovecraft story about a diving bell, where they are going underwater and they come across the, uh, a race of humanoid underwater creatures that are. And I really think this is a direct riff or ripoff. I don't know. You can say whatever you want about it on just the Cthulhu mythos. Because uh, this creature, you know, where did it come from? What is it doing? It's beyond humanity. It's, I think it's meant, you're meant to see the creature as something as beyond Kestu as Kestu was beyond the spider. <laughs> right. And I mean, how many, how many uh, creatures do you know that have a humanoid body and a tentacly beard and are gigantic? Right. I mean, they, they went straight with the, <laughs> that humanoid body. It was not a uh, squiddy kind of thing. No, it was literally... There's arms, there's legs. When it's trying to get away from the explosion, uh, which also reminded me of the end of Pacific Rim, where oh, yeah, uh-huh. they detonated the explosion. A better movie than this one. Any movie that we're going to reference right now is better than this one, except for maybe yeah, Leviathan, Deep Star Six, those other you know kind of just <laughs> quickie B movie things, um, which I remember watching in college, you know. Because uh, it was VHS, the front looks decent. Let's rent it. Because <laughs> we got some Papa John's pizza coming in twenty minutes. We got to get back to the dorm. Um, but yeah, all things considered, though, I actually found myself engaged enough in this movie that I liked it. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I wanted to know what they were going to do. There were definitely some stretches where I'm feeling like this is a little bit. Um, unrealistic or whatever uh the whole they're seven miles under the water but they are jumping in and out of these airlocks like nothing doing and i don't know there's no way those suits are pressurizing them uh, enough where they could do that without any kind of uh you know decompression or whatever but yeah, but speaking of the suits, you're right. You you did say that the production quality was very high, and I I loved the production design for the set and for the props. It all looked very used and lived in, and and felt very realistic. Yeah, I mean, you have people's stuff just there, you know, because they they live there, and you have the there's toys, and it's the kind of thing where yeah, that would be the toy that would be on my desk. You know, it's not toys from a kid because that family's living under there. It's uh, it's professionals who live there, and uh, you know, so they have, they have the Hawaiian hula dancer uh, bobblehead. At least two action figures yeah. uh, that I saw. And the thing that did it for me was that boombox that T.J. Miller plays, but it's all covered in crud. You know, like I was like, yeah, that, this is real. I buy that. 
know. I, the production value is really high. It just, uh, as the as the tension was getting heightened, you almost felt like they couldn't go very far because it's already so bad. Like it's, they're starting at a problem that's a, an eight, and and then they're moving slowly throughout the movie from eight to nine. You know, <laughs> so it's like it's already really bad and really scary just without the monsters and then you throw the monsters in it's like yeah it's a little more scary now but they're still really close to dying <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about the monsters i liked the uh, that you could see their beady little eyes like raccoons in the dark <laughs> and i did really enjoy when the monster had her and you're like oh how's she getting out of this one without her getting her helmet crushed well that's not the way it's working it's just gonna swallow her whole and, and does and and does and the one thing I didn't quite I couldn't quite go with a little bit is you know it was cool don't get me wrong she uses the flare to blow open the side of this creature that's just swallowed her um, but these things are meant to live in the you know the deepest depths of the ocean and its skin is so thin that she's able to blow it out with a flare, and then tear open the rest of it by pushing her way out. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a great moment. It was mythic. You know, this is, uh, this is Drax, you know, like going inside the monster because the outside of the monster is too hard for him to cut with his swords. <laughs> well, that, well, doesn't this kind of make sense? Because, like, fish don't have very thick skin, even the ones that live at the very deepest parts of the ocean, right? You know? I mean, there's not much guts. That's the other thing is, I mean, she is right inside it. And and it's not like she's in the stomach of the whale. You know, she's she's just right there pressing against whatever it is that's inside. He kind of inflates his throat to be able to swallow her whole like a snake. Um, So, Hudson, what was the scariest part? Oh, my gosh. Uh... Well, I saw I saw the the baby coming out. I saw that coming. I, I knew that was gonna happen. Uh, most of the characters when they died, you just know it's coming. So it's not like scary. It's just jumpy. Uh, man, I think it's gotta be the first time that the creature, the medium sized creature, we're not even at the big creature, the medium sized creature comes and just grabs someone and just throws them i i just almost peed my pants what when did it fall apart for you um honestly the exposition um like you were talking about earlier um it was we we're trying to figure out why we should care about these characters we're trying to follow them we're trying to get a little bit of backstory i didn't really feel like except for emily we didn't really get backstory or why or much more fear or what what stakes are at for them until honestly Emily and Nora are walking across the bottom of the ocean dragging Smith uh and and they're kind of swapping stories a little bit um and it was kind of at that point that I'm just like all right how far through the movie are we and we're just now getting this and then that was Nora's story about her fiance and whatnot was kind of what supposedly 
uh, was a climax for her character arc at the very end with being saying, like, you got to be able to let go and do action and then pulling the pulling the thing. And it just felt like a very hastily thrown together last minute effort to make you really empathize closely with with this main character. Um, I don't know. You know, the, I think that's the actorly moment. Like that's what, okay. This is this is gonna be your scene. This is your monologue. This is one of those fifty tryout or fifty uh, um, fifty audition monologues for women. Like that's in that book, you know. And um, it just uh, it it was good to get that information, but at the same time, yeah, it was too late. <laughs> it was too late for me to really even care that she had this happen. We already, yeah, it just, the moment was right, but it wasn't good. They almost lost me at the end when they were uh, sending up the escape pods because you could clearly fit two people in in those escape pods, especially those girls. They're so skinny and small. You could squeeze them right in there. But then they reveal that, no, the monsters would have destroyed the escape pods unless K-Stu blew up the reactor and conveniently the the thing had a, a, a way to measure the blast radius of when you decide to blow up the reactor. Not just measure the blast radius. First of all, it's tracking every single one of those creatures. Second of all, on the screen, it showed the blast radius and it said 8% survival rate. How in the world does it calculate 8% survival rate on these creatures that have never been seen before by man. And yet the computer is able to tell, yes, it'll be an 8% uh, survival rate. of this. Why does it have a way to measure the blast radius? And the survival rate. <laughs> Are you planning to blow up the giant reactor? Like, Oh man! So she hacked it so easily too. And <laughs> like three controls to do this. She just needs three and press the space bar, and we're golden. Yes. It had ready. It had ready-made software for blowing up the reactor. But it was Chekhov's reactor. I mean, they were talking about it at the very beginning. If this blows, and uh, I don't know exactly how it works, but I watched a lot of anime, and I. <laughs> But, you know, I, I cared uh, the first death, you know, that we actually w- witnessed. Yeah. I cared about him because they did make it and survive t- together, you know. And uh, it's, it's not a horrible film. It really isn't. There's, there's some good moments. It's just also not – this is never going to be a classic. You know, this is, this is going to be $5 Walmart movie in two and a half years. And it's, it's, it's just not going to ever, ever be a classic. So, yes. So that is Underwater, the uh, the H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu movie that we didn't know. It's it's that's what it is. It's secret Cthulhu. It's not secret trench. Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so, any final words about this movie before uh, before I drop you guys off? Um huge advocate for lavender oil after movies like this it relaxes you and it just helps you calm down (laughs) evan say what you will about this movie but it was deep (laughs) and (laughs) 
I don't know what's going to be next on <laughs> the podcast, but uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. And uh, if you had a chance to see it, let us know what you thought. Uh, <laughs> and Evan is, is fired now for that. That's he's, he's done. No more, no more puns like that. I did it unintentionally. And then Hudson did the laugh. I mean, that, that at least. Oh, okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day and Godspeed. Ben, drop my phone. There's just, there's just so much pressure to make good jokes. You get it? Did pressure. I, I, I get it. It's still not a good joke, but I get it. All right, now I got to say it again. Unless I cut this off at the end, but I probably won't. So, hey, wherever you're going, be careful. Watch out for Cthulhu and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-378. And once again, thanks for listening. I mean, the little drippy drop at the very bottom of that can is two weeks ago and is probably 90% my saliva.